Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I am your host, Casper. And I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays, because... Wednesdays are for podcast! Okay, guys, so due to a small emergency, um, our guest could not make it. Shout out to Captain Dangerous. We love you! We love and we you! Miss you. <laughs> we will definitely try to plan another um, podcast having her on, guys. So. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Yes. Um, so found footage today. Super excited. Personally, it is my favorite horror subgenre. Um, I know Becky's a big fan of it herself. Yeah, it's definitely up. I I personally don't really know exactly what my favorite horror genre is, <laughs> but because um, you have that, the you have the horror umbrella, and then you have oh my god, comedy, psychological, so paranormal. <laughs> yeah, but this one is definitely in my top three for sure favorite horror genres so we're excited to talk about it for sure so starting out um i wanted to give a huge shout out to Castbox. they uh actually promoted our podcast for about a week and thanks to that we have new subscribers yay so for all 160 of you i would like to say thank you thank you for subscribing to us. Clearly you liked our podcast enough to subscribe to it. So How many did we get in a week? I think 100. It, yeah. I think we had gotten at least a little 100, over 100 in a week just from being featured. So thank you, guys. That was thank you to Castbox. Thank you to all of the new subscribers and listeners. We're over like a thousand listens too, which is just insane to me. So thank you for everybody to listen, to subscribe. We appreciate it. Yes, so huge, much. huge thank you so for that. So much humble beginnings. Faux show. So, also, I've been getting a lot of people asking me to talk about Horror Hound. Yeah. Um, Casper went to Horror Hound this past weekend, guys. Shout out to everyone who went to Horror Hound. <laughs> um, so I was going to take some a few minutes before getting into found footage and talk about um, what, what happened and some experiences I had. Um, so Friday, so it's a it's a three day convention. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And this year the the lineup was insane. It was uh, one of the best lineups I've ever seen for this convention. Um, Nev Campbell was there. Christopher Lloyd, Christina Ricci, Feruza Balk, um, Devin Sawa, Elvira. Um, help me out here. Um, Denise Crosby. Miko Hughes, Tom Adkins, Lori Petty. Pets, Pet the remake to Pet Cemetery is coming out this year, so they had the original, two of the original cast members from Pet Cemetery. Lori Petty, Tank Girl, uh, Tony Todd, Annabeth Candy, Gish, Candy Man himself. Yeah, uh, Courtney Gaines, John Franklin, uh, which are from Children of Children the Corn. Children of the Corn, another Stephen King, one of my favorites. So it was, it was a crazy lineup this year. Um, so Friday, the first person I, of course, went to meet was Nev Campbell. And if you guys have listened up to now, you know how much the Scream series means to me. And uh, meeting Nev Campbell was, if you want to know how nice she was, yeah. Nev Campbell was um, an absolute sweetheart. She she wasn't giving out hugs to a lot of people, but um, I told her that she was my Scream Queen and that she meant a lot to me and the Scream series is what got me into horror to begin with. 
And uh, she ended up giving me a hug. So. Yay! Yay! Also, if you've noticed on the podcast, um, on all of the social media sites, it has it says Nev Campbell's seal of approval since 2019. <laughs> um, there's a story behind that. So I actually got to mention to her that I started a horror podcast because I love horror so much. And I started it with one of my really good friends. And... Um, she said, yeah, she's like, you got to follow your dreams. And um, she's like, I wish you absolute best of luck on that podcast. So Nev Campbell wants it to, wants it to, wants it to survive. Hell so yeah. we have Nev Campbell's seal of approval on that. Um, so meeting her was an experience. Um, also, I had the photo op. They put ghost face in there, which was really cool. I was not expecting that. Um Apparently it was posted, but I can't read. So, um, and then Saturday, um, me and my, one of my best friends, uh, she came with me through most of the weekend. Uh, her name is Mackenzie. She will be on the podcast next month for Dahmer. Um, but she wanted to meet Christopher Lloyd. She's a huge Back to the Future fan. Oh, next month. Sorry, we're doing Dahmer, not next week. I said next month. Did I say next week? You did say next week. I'm drunk. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> we're a little, we, we ate before the podcast, so we're a little carb drunk, guys. Usually we're wine drunk, but we're carb drunk now, so sorry. Little next carb drunk. month, I apologize. Yeah, next um, week we're doing BTK. Next month yes. our serial killer will be Dahmer, so we just wanted to correct that. So anyway, so sorry. Didn't next interrupt. month. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm glad you corrected me. So no. next month will be Dahmer, and that's yeah. when Mackenzie will yeah. be here. And we're excited about that. Very excited. are the big big Dahmer fans. As much of a Bundy fan as I am. I know you're a big Dahmer fan, Dahmer's too. Dahmer's my like, favorite. Okay. I know Bundy I always put as my top, but Dahmer... What's really funny is that when you guys were talking about Dahmer, it was like I couldn't even get a word, and I'm like, he's my favorite. Sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> I know we were just sitting there like, which head was in the box? <laughs> so anyway, so Saturday, uh, Mackenzie's a huge Back to the Future fan, and uh, she wanted to meet Thomas Wilson and Christopher Lloyd. So I am a ho- I am very hardcore when I go to uh, horror conventions. <laughs> I'm there three hours fucking early before the doors even open and I'm like first or second in line. And the reason is because I like to get in line in the first like few people when they first open. That way I can like meet the person I want to meet and kind of have the rest of the day to myself. Um, so we got there and we met Christopher Lloyd that morning. Absolute sweetheart. Oh my goodness. He was so kind. Um, and then what's really funny is that Christina Ricci was not there on Friday, but she got there on Saturday. So while we were in line waiting for Christopher Lloyd, um, she she walked up and I was like, oh, my goodness, she's so wee. She's so cute, guys. I can't even. She's adorable. Um, but we met Christopher Lloyd. We met Thomas Wilson. And he was really cool, too. And um, I also met Feruza Balk that day, which was incredible. She was one of the nicest people um, she signed a picture for me that said, we are the weirdos, mister. And that, that meant a lot to me. Cause I, I love the craft. Um, Oh, that was my, that was my movie. Yeah. So, um, that was neat. Uh, that was pretty much, we went to the vendor room on Saturday and I spent a lot of money. So that was, that was great. <laughs> um, and then, uh, also was, I think it was Saturday. So Saturday we go into the vendor room and I didn't know Lori Petty was going. That was apparently a very last minute ad. <clears throat> so I went to meet her and then um, was turning the corner and uh, ran into Tony Todd. 
And he, I literally like was like, I grabbed Mackenzie and I was like, um, that's Tony Todd. She was like, Candyman. And um, he looked at me and he goes, actually, I was just getting ready to go eat. Well, I'll be back about uh, 4.15 while I see you. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> you will absolutely see me. So uh, meeting him was really cool. He was a really cool guy. Um, then we did some shopping. And then on Sunday was my Christina Ricci day. Um, I met her with my best friend, Carl, who is Brain of Blood on Twitter. Hit him up. He's awesome. We love you, Carl. <laughs> uh, me and Carl always, he lives in Kentucky. So me and him always pick one person that we want to meet together. A couple years ago, we met Tobin Bell together, which was really cool. Um, but this year it was Christina Ricci. and. Um, I got, he got a picture signed from, I think it was Sleepy Hollow, if I'm not, if I'm correct, I think it was Sleepy Hollow, and then I got Wednesday Adams because she's my spirit animal, and, um, she was really, and the, the, the highlight of Christina Ricci was my photo op because I actually made her laugh really hard. I, um, I walked in and we were talking about it being St. Patrick's Day and the guy that was taking the picture was... Kind of, you could tell he was kind of trying to hurry us up because she already had like a line out the fucking door. So she was talking to me though because she's like, I clearly didn't dress up for St. Patrick's Day. She was wearing jeans and a red and white striped shirt. And I was like, well, clearly me either. I was wearing a Saska Sister shirt. I had no green on it and then jeans, but my shoes had a little bit of green on them. So I'm like, yeah, I got some green on my shoes. And she's like, man, you know what I should have done? I should have just done a big leprechaun crossover and just worn the full garb. And I was <laughs> like, I would have just totally bowed down and worshipped you and made that the photo op picture. And apparently that was very funny to her. She laughed very hard <laughs> at that, which um, was a total highlight. That was kind of amazing. And then the guy's like, are we ready to take the picture? And then we took the picture. And then right after we took the picture, she turned to me and goes, anyway. <laughs> so she, like, was really enjoying talking to me. And that was really cool. And just getting to talk to her like that. And then when the people came up behind me, they took the picture and pretty much walked out. So I was like, that was neat that she really took the time to talk to me for a second. She was a sweetheart, too. Um, and then I did a couple more stuff in the vendor room. And... That was that was pretty much my weekend. So and then Monday I slept. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I've yeah, post con depression is definitely a thing. I did not go to Horror Hound this weekend. Uh this was my first weekend I did not go. I had personal reasons, but um it's uh definitely a thing. Post con hangover is a thing. I always recommend to anybody if you go to a con to if you can manage to take the Monday after off because you are gonna be exhausted and dead to the world it's definitely a rest day for sure <laughs> um i did want to say though that uh, uh i guess two quick things um if you've never been to a con before if you do decide to go to one um take the advice from me and casper that a lot of experiences with actors that you meet especially if they're your favorite ones are going to be a lot more enjoyable if you approach them as people because that's what they are folks they're just regular people and it just so happens that they have a really cool job where they get to be an actor and you get to enjoy their work but um just be very respectful and uh you know treat them literally like you would treat anybody else the golden rule like you would want to be treated because the experience can can go a lot farther and be a lot more enjoyable for the both of you if you do. 
Um, a lot of times when you're yeah. standing in line too, you will be anxious. It's it's not oh, like yeah. you can you cannot be happen. nervous. It's gonna happen. But the My thing first is, con, is, I was a mess. <laughs> oh, I know. We were at the same con we were together. That's we met. Our first con, yeah. Um, but if you when you actually go up to them and after the initial high, it's almost like a sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. Once you once you say hello to them and they say hi back, you can just it flows. It yeah. it will flow. It's easy to talk. They're easy to talk to. I've never had a bad experience with any actor or actress that I've met. At I have. Any con. I'm but sorry. I've heard she was mentioned. I'm sorry. You had a bad experience. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we won't. We won't say anything. That's okay because I heard the same thing about her, and that's why I didn't want to meet her. And she was overcharging anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving yeah, on. Moving so on. second, second piece of advice. Um. Oh, what was what was gonna be my I second? Don't know. What I don't was gonna be your second? Now, oh my god, isn't that awful? It's a good piece of advice, guys. Isn't that terrible? Okay, so the first piece of advice, yeah, that was that was a great piece of advice. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, oh, the other thing, um, I thought about when you said showing up early. That really, in the long run, guys, it does really pay off to show up early. If you're not one of these people that want to wait in super long lines, it really does pay to show up earlier initially, get there, get in, get out. And make it an even more enjoyable experience because that's another thing a lot of people complain about is waiting in lines, but then they show up late and it's like, well, then you're going to wait. Especially if you're going the full weekend and you have somebody that you want to meet extremely bad and you know their line's going to be really long. Like, I underestimated Christina Ricci. I underestimated her line. I didn't underestimate her. I underestimated people who knew her. Clearly, a lot of people know who she is. Yeah. So... And it was like the anniversary of Adam's Family Values, right. the second Adam's Family movie. So they had her and Christopher Lloyd, who was Uncle Fester, Jimmy, each other. Jimmy and, was there too. Uh, yeah, who played um, Pugsley. Pugsley. Um, yeah, so I think that was another thing that people, yeah, people underestimated there. how busy that part of it was going to be with how popular that movie was and it being the anniversary. Um, they are going to have another Horror Hound. So they do Horror Hound Cincinnati uh, there's also one in Indianapolis. It's going to be in September. Um, we will definitely both be attending that one. If oh, have if we have they, we made up their um, I don't know if we have yet. <laughs> I would really like to go. So they did. They do sort of like a pre-announcement of the following con, and there were some. There were a couple of guests from the Netflix uh, TV show, The Haunting of Hill House, that's based on the Shirley Jackson Shirley Jackson book. Um, sorry. Sorry! I wasn't talking loud enough. I'm trying not to scream, guys, but then I'm also trying not to talk in a whisper. Um, if they've, they do have, for now, two cast members, Henry Thomas, who played the younger father, um, some of you even from back in the Dizay may know Henry Thomas as the little boy from E.T., he was Elliot. Um, oh, he was also the, uh, priest in, um, the Ouija movie. Um, I always forget that he's yeah, in that. He is that, yeah. <laughs> so um also Kate uh Siegel. Kate Siegel, who played Theo in The Haunting of Hill House, and she's also the wife of Mike Flanagan, who directed The Haunting of Hill House as well as Ouija and uh, Oculus. She's um, in Oculus as well for that's like right. two seconds. She um, um yeah. She's also in Hush. The Hush is great. Um yeah, guys, I was a big fan of the book Haunting of Hill House. There were two movies adapted from the book that were terrible but this when i found out they were turning it into a show for netflix and i found out mike flanagan was involved i was so excited i knew he would do it justice and he did an absolute phenomenal job if any of you guys have not watched it on netflix yet it's on there 
It's absolutely amazing. It's so incredible. Um, so we are really, really hoping and hopefully the the gods of Horror Hound, Nathan, we're talking to you. Come Hopefully on, the yeah, gods of Horror Hound <laughs> will add on more cast members of Haunting of Hill House for the uh, September Indianapolis Horror Hound because... Um, Not to mention Rose Mc- McGowan. Yeah, Rose McGowan Ms. is going to be Rose there. McGowan. That is my girl. Shawnee Smith. Everything. Um, yeah, Shawnee Smith and Tobin Bell from Saw are going to be there. You've met Tobin. I unfortunately have not gotten to meet him yet. Um, so yeah, I would love to say we were we are definitively going, but I would really like to wait to see what the lineup is going to be. And if they definitely have more people from Haunting of Hill House, then we will give you guys a definite. And then um, if we do, that would probably be a really great podcast episode to do about the show. Shout out to so, Nathan, man. Yeah. If we could, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Nathan and see if we can maybe get him to come on and talk about some stuff. He's the one that's over horror hound. He's an amazing dude. Yeah. He's very, very, really, very nice. It's a really great convention guys. It's, you know, out of, out of any other ones that I've been to, it's probably one of them. It's, it's professionally run very well. Um, you know, they're, they're, they, from what I've heard, their celebrities are treated very well. They always book really great people and, uh, you know, I, I unfortunately didn't go this year, but I've I've never had a, a bad experience at any of the previous horror hounds I've gone to in Indianapolis or Cincinnati otherwise. So shout out to Nathan and all the guys that put on Horror Hound. And I am so glad Casper had a great weekend and hopefully everybody else that attended did as well. And thanks to all out. of you who came up to me. Yeah. By the way, um... shout out to everybody that got a sticker. And yeah. <laughs> came and said hi to Casper and like the shirts and we can't wait to get more shirts out to you guys too. When, when that starts, that'll be awesome. That'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. Well, I want, I just wanted to share that. I know some of you guys have been asking me, um, about my horror hound experiences and I know I showed pictures and I kept you guys kind of updated on what I was doing and all that kind of stuff, but it's kind of nice sharing some stories and things like that. I was very, very pleased with everyone I met. They were very, very kind. And uh, a couple of you had asked me if Christina Ricci was nice. Um, yes is putting it very, norm- like... Mildly. Mildly. I mean, <laughs> she she was a sweetheart. That's awesome. So, yeah, absolutely. And she looks itty-bitty teeny tiny, too, from the picture. She's so beautiful, though. I can't <laughs> even... I cannot even... <laughs> oh, my hubby was crushing on her. He saw pictures, and he's like, wow, that's what she looks like now? I'm like, hey, buddy. <laughs> no, she's pretty hot. I <laughs> she's literally just, I don't, I don't know. She's an amazing human being. Her and Nev Campbell both. For Ruza Block, I think she she was very under under underrated. Um, For Ruza Block was literally the nicest person. You I, know, I can't even. She's probably <laughs> one that I think out of anybody that I regret not going to not meet would have been her because I been a witch for so long I'm such a natural witch and she is Wiccan and uh you know it was so crucial for her to make sure that the craft was done respectfully and um it was such a great movie and it came out right at the time that I was entering into junior high so it was just such the perfect you know teen angsty girl power witchy witch movie it was just so good I mean I feel like what The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is to a lot of young girls now is what the craft was to me at that age. And uh, fictional or not, it was just so well done. And uh, Feruza Balk is just such a sweetheart. And I, 
that that movie, that line, we are the weirdos, mister, in that movie just has pretty much defined me the last 20 years of my life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. And shout out to all the witches. Happy Ostera. Today is the spring equinox. It is the last full moon of the winter. So blessed be to all my witches out there. To all my witches. I love her. So. I love hearing, like, <laughs> learning all these things from her. I'm just like, it is this, this, it's all these things. That's so yes. cool. It is the spring equinox. <laughs> We're coming to the end of Mercury retrograde. So hopefully a lot of this crazy ass shit that's been going on the last month will cease and stop. And I'm over it. <laughs> I'm beyond over it. So yes, happy Ostera, happy spring equinox to all my witches. And blessed be to the full moon tonight. It's going to give us a lot of great luck. And what a great podcast episode i've been so excited about doing found footage found footage is my theme and of course our <laughs> first found footage movie we're gonna i thought that'd be a good segue because the first found footage movie we're gonna talk about is the blair witch project which so. is the og <laughs> the og witchy witch <laughs> um yeah it was uh do you want me to start off with my story yeah but well, okay so guys okay. um i was six <laughs> when Blair Witch <laughs> I was six when Blair Witch came out and like if 1999 you, if you had listened to the previous podcast you know that my parents didn't let me watch that stuff so I did not get to experience the glory of the advertising that it did but Becky did so yeah. I'm gonna let Becky tell you her story because I'm not gonna lie it's it's kind of epic yeah. I, I really <laughs> I really enjoyed this so in 1999 guys I was a uh, freshman in high school newly freshman in high school and uh, at that, you know, and I've, you know, of course, I've talked about how big of a horror fan I was for my mom from a very early age. And uh, typically, you know, really by that time, a lot of horror that had been out, uh, you know, you're talking late 90s was, you know, just a lot of remakes of stuff and not a whole lot of original movies had come out. So uh, when everybody kept hearing about this movie, The Blair Witch Project, if if anybody remembers when that movie originally came out, the movie, the, the advertising is really what made that movie brilliant. So not only was it really kind of the, there may have been some found footage previous to that, but that was really the first one that relied more so on marketing and advertising than anything else. So you're talking the very beginning of the internet, um, and the advent of a lot of marketing done specifically on the internet and through websites. Uh, I snuck in to a dollar movie theater the first time I ever saw The Blair Witch Project at 15. I'm not recommending doing that, guys. It's not as easy to sneak into movie theaters as it used to be. Don't do that. Do not sneak into movie theaters. Just pay it. It sucks. They're 10 bucks now, but just pay it. It's not worth it. Um, but I snuck in and I remember not knowing what to think about the movie because it, it if, if anybody obviously by now everybody's seen the Blair Witch Project and it starts off very much as a documentary so it has you very much roped in it it's these three college kids that are wanting to shoot this documentary about this witch story and in, in Burkittsville Maryland and this the you know and of course being a witch myself the whole thing caught on about like oh my god you know we I I was had bred the crucible by then it was really into the Salem witch trials and this the whole Ellie Kedward and this poor woman and they killed her and she, you know, she exacted her revenge on the town. I mean, the whole story just really got me. And then, you know, they're in the woods, all this freaky shit starts happening. You're like, what's going on? And then by the end of the movie, they're gone. And the movie was advertised. So when the movie premiered in, um, 
oh my God, what's the big film festival they do? Sundance? Yeah, Sundance. So when it premiered at Sundance Film Festival, they passed out want, or they passed out missing posters. All around town, there were missing posters plastered everywhere that had Heather Donahue, Joshua Leonard, and uh, uh, Mike, I can't think of Mike's last name, sorry, but Mike, Josh, and Heather, it had their pictures on it. And last seen in Burkittsville, Maryland, and contact the the Maryland Police Department. So, I mean, all of these people were buying into like, oh my God, there really are three people missing in the woods. Guys, it bought me in hook, line, and sinker. I was scared to death by the end of that movie. I, there was this big, thick dictionary, thick book that came out about it that had all of these newspaper clippings and all of this stuff. There were two documentaries that the Sci-Fi Channel aired. I mean, I had a shirt that had the missing poster on it that Hot Topic sold back in the day. Like, I bought in hook, line, and sinker. I begged my parents that spring break to go to Burkittsville, Maryland. <laughs> like, I really bought into this whole thing. I mean, that's how well the guys who wrote and directed the Blair. I mean, this movie was made for like less than a million dollars, like on nothing. It was like the advent of GPS technology where they were basically leaving. Like there was no script that these, these guys, these, this was like the first, they answered a casting call. They had never been in anything before, let alone had ever handled camera equipment before. And it just absolutely fascinated me. Whatever people, you know, I've heard people later on say that the movie was this movie was that whatever, but you you have to appreciate the movie for what it was at the time it came out. And really, it was the marketing that did it. Because I was not the only one that bought into, like, holy shit, there really are three people that are missing in the fucking woods in Maryland that investigated this, this witch story. Well, as we all know, come to find out, the entire thing was fake. They were not missing. And the way that I happened to personally find out that <laughs> they weren't great. missing <laughs> is that... so. The actors that were involved were basically like signed to secrecy. They weren't allowed to go out in public anywhere. They weren't allowed to take out any jobs or nothing, do any interviews or nothing till way, way, way after the movie had come out. And Aren't I they happened just to see up in a hotel room, yeah, or in their or homes something? or whatever. Like, yeah, because I think Heather Donahue and Joshua Leonard both, Joshua Leonard specifically, it said that like their parents were getting. I mean, they had so many people convinced that their parents were getting like condolence letters and cards in the mail. Like their families thought that they were really dead like people people were coming to well I mean like their parents didn't think they were dead but like people were coming to their parents and their parents wow. couldn't say anything like nobody could say nobody could say anything about it <laughs> so I guess I, I don't really know how it happened later but what I, I ended up finding out because I'm watching tv one day and I see a this is probably maybe like a year after it came out or so I'm watching a steak and shake commercial and Heather Donahue is in the Steak and Shake commercial. And I'm like, that bitch is not missing in the fucking woods. She's working at goddamn Steak and Shake. <laughs> I was so upset. It like just dashed everything in me. I'm like, wait, this wasn't real? None of this was real? Like I really bought into it. I literally wanted to like burn all the Blair Witch stuff I had in effigy. I was so pissed that I actually like bought into all of it. But then I really sat down and thought about it. And as pissed as I was, I laughed because I thought I cannot believe through that type of marketing that they were really able to dupe not only me, but millions of other people into thinking that they were really missing. And I mean, that's when you just got to stand up and give them a standing ovation. I mean, it's just, it's insane. And that movie... I think that that, even though there had technically been found footage prior to that, that movie really set the bar 
Because if you noticed after that, it just was like more found footage and more found footage and more found footage just started spewing out and basically following the same concept. You know, the very little script, the kind of herky-jerky camera angles and different things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that movie for me was was it. I, I even remember even years later, I love the woods, obviously being a natural witch myself. I wouldn't go to a park. Fuck camping. I'm actually going camping this weekend of all things that we're sitting here talking about. Blair Witch went camping. Asked her where she was going to camp. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, make, I'm, not make, I'm not telling any of you people where I'm going to I'll make anyway. some of those little people in the, in the sticks and I'll make sure to take them to you. I'll put some piles of rocks outside your tent. I got you. <laughs> Thanks, Casper. I'm not telling any of you people where I'm going camping bad enough. Casper knows now. So I'm going to wake up. Scared half to death with stick figures and rocks outside of my tent. Um, I have enough hair. I can make it. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So um, that was really it, man. I mean, it just, it did it for me. And I think, you know, it's kind of funny too, is talking about it. Cause I think, so the movie came out in 99, but the tagline poster was that they went missing in 1994. So technically if Heather, Josh and Mike were still missing, it would be the 25 year anniversary of them missing in Maryland <laughs> would be this year. Wow. Cause that was the missing poster. They went missing in 94, October of 94. And then the footage was found in 99. And then that's when the movie was, was released. So that's, in, that's crazy. Yeah. Bravo to those guys. Though. Oh yeah. I mean, that, that, that movie really did set the bar. And then obviously we know that there was a, um, a sequel, we don't talk about uh, the sequel. We don't really. Let's not talk about the we sequel. We're not going to talk about Book of Shadows. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think I actually... Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Sorry, I really wanted to give a shout out to those guys. Because, man, I'm telling you, for that to be, I mean, for those guys to just be two college students themselves and pretty much create their own production company and just, boom, come up with this idea out of no, it's like, Hats off to those guys because yeah. their careers just blew up after that. I mean, it just, it's crazy. And um, I think, uh, so the actors from the movie, um, I'm not really too sure what, his name is Mike, Mike Williams, the guy who played Mike. I don't think he acted anymore after that. Um, Heather Donahue didn't really act much after that. She actually uh, owns a weed farm now. Hell yeah, 420 friendly there, Heather Donahue. She should have been in um, Bates Motel. So awesome. And then Joshua Leonard was in Bates Motel. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. I know, that. right? That was weird. I, did. <laughs> I was just thinking about the weed that farms. Was such a weird segue. I was just thinking about the weed farms. Joshua Leonard farms, played but... the uh, psychiatrist. Was uh... And he's an insane as well. Yep. And uh, his wife is, um, he's married to Allison Pill, who was in the uh, cult uh, series of American Horror Story. She played Sarah Paulson's wife. Oh, because she's in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. She is in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. That was the as soon as oh, I saw God. her, I was like, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. I did Queen. it too. Yep. We both did it. I was like, <laughs> That's crazy. That and Mean Girls, guys, they're my guilty pleasures. So Oh, they're not my guilty pleasures. I love them. They're they're my guilty pleasures. <laughs> I'm not even guilty. I'm just like, I love them. <laughs> um I think Blair Witch was my introduction to found footage as well, yeah. if I remember correctly. I think the reason why found footage is my favorite genre is because there's a realness to it that other movies can't touch. 
because you can watch a movie like The Conjuring, which is my favorite, but you can watch a movie like that, and it says based on a true story, and you know it happened. But there's a realness to found footage that you don't get with movies like that because you're literally watching it happen while it's happening. If that makes any sense. Like you're you're it's not real. Yes, I'm aware. But you're you're watching it as if it was. You're watching it as if it was unfolding in front of you right then. Not like how a movie is set or not like you're watching a surveillance camera kind of movie set you're literally someone is holding a camera and you're in their pov that's there's something about that that i love so much and i think that's why found footage is my favorite um well again and like i said with blair witch that the the advertising that went into you really believing that these people were actually missing or dead and the fact that, you know, there's no credits that roll after the movie. You don't know who these people are. You've never seen them in anything before. Like, nothing like that had ever been done. You, you know. I think probably, and that's a that's a good segue into this movie. Paranormal Activity was probably one of the best found footage movies I've ever seen oh after God, Blair Witch. The it's original, the first one. Tied. Tied um, is my... Tide is my number one. Because Katie Featherston, if you actually look up some of her um, <clears throat> her interviews, people thought she was possessed. So, you know, at the end of the movie, she goes missing, quote unquote, she goes missing. Um, she said she would be out grocery shopping and people would just look at her. Oh, I was scared like thinking, shit thinking that she was possessed. And she's like, it's not real, guys. I'm fine. <laughs> but it's kind of like that advertisement thing. Like people f- saw her in public and freaked out because they thought she was possessed. And again, fake Katie Featherstone and Mika Sloat had never been in anything prior mm-hmm. to to that. So it was just like Blair Witch. We didn't know them. It was just Katie and Mika. We thought these were just... <laughs> This cute regular couple that move into this house and all of a sudden this crazy ass shit starts happening and you know, I mean, again, that's shout out to I, Oren Pelly for that movie. That right? that movie was amazing. That was another one where I was like, I was so scared <laughs> at the end of that movie. I think it took me years because you know how her face is distorted. Yeah, I, didn't I like that. turned. I guys, it took me years, and I mean years after that movie came out to sit and make myself watch till the very end to see what her face looked like. Cause I didn't want to, cause I thought I'm gonna look at this bitch's face. She's going to come after me. Nobody knows where she is. She's going to get into my house somehow. I, you know, I mean, it, it, it really did. That movie legit freaked me out. And again, and I know the other part of it too, that really freaked me out. And uh, we're not even going to bother to do spoiler alerts, guys. This movie came out 12 fucking years ago. Um, the part with yeah, the Ouija no spo- board. The spoiler alert yeah, this not whole this. episode. It, we're, yeah. Look, look, it's, look, if it's been more than 10 years, get, get over Wait a get minute, how yourselves. long ago did this movie come 2007 out? 2007 was Paranormal Activity. 2007. 12 years, years ago. ago. Yep. Holy fuck. Been that long. Fuck, excuse me. Yep. <laughs> it's been that long. That. Oh my legit, God. Yep. Yeah. That's it's crazy to think and all that it spawned from there. But the scene that really hit me the most in that, besides her standing at the bed just staring at him in the middle of the night for hours, uh, the Ouija board catching on fire. Oh yeah, while they were gone and then all the wind in the house. Because you know, I know we already did a 
paranormal experience episode, guys. And I know I talked about one of many that I've had, but I've also had some really fucked up. I have a very fucked up story with a Ouija board uh, from my past. Nothing where it caught on fire or anything like what happened in paranormal activity, but um, I'll tell the story at some point, I'm sure on another podcast, but, uh, I don't fuck with Ouija boards. I don't do Ouija boards. I don't, I won't even have anything that looks like a Ouija board in my house. I think I've probably mentioned that before. I just, uh, uh-uh. so as soon as that Ouija board caught fire in that movie, I was like, oh, shit's about to go down. So I think bes- the part that got me the most was the footprints. Oh my and the God. Baby powder. And that was another thing I loved about this movie because- you never saw Toby. Well, oh, I loved it. He didn't. He wasn't. I'm sorry. He wasn't Toby in the first one. He wasn't anything in the first one. He was just a demon. We all find out later his name was Toby, but right. You never saw it. You never saw him. It was like Jaws. You never. You know how freaky was Jaws because you never saw the damn shark. I mean, that's what made this movie. Well, Blair Witch. You never saw the fucking witch. You and you barely even saw it in the new one. And yeah. the the new it's not a remake. I would consider it a sequel. Blair Witch was in 2016. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a ago. sequel. I think that's what made that's what for me made Paranormal Activity, you're right, just as scary as Blair Witch is you never you never saw the witch. You never see the demon in Paranormal Activity. There was something about it never being seen. But the sounds you would hear and the tension and the cre- I mean, especially with Paranormal Activity, because Especially Paranormal Activity 3. And Blair Witch, when you're out in the woods, you are more vulnerable to your surroundings. So there, I mean, you you are generally scared because it's like, oh my God, they don't have the map. They're fucking lost. This thing is out there. They don't know what's going on. They know where they are. So there is this sense of real tension. But Paranormal Activity for me seemed even scarier because your home is where you're supposed to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel safe in your own home, then where are you supposed to feel safe at? You know, I mean, like that just, duh. I mean, that in itself was so eerie that there's this thing in your home. You don't know what it is. You can't see it, but you know it's there and you can't even feel safe in your own home. No, yeah. Panama, I, Panama Activity ooh. 3 was, and even 2, actually, the the pot, the, the, the scene in the kitchen when all the cabinets oh fly open. Honestly, the first three paranormal activities were phenomenal. Yeah, the rest were, of them can so go away. The first three, <laughs> well, the rest of them, they they kind of took a lot of creative license and sort of offshoot it into, you know. But the first three really kind of are uh, situated around Katie and her sister and the family the whole and story, that dynamic yeah. and the whole story of why this demon is Toby and what the significant significance is and nothing beats the first one is no being the best by far but no to watch the first three really just kind of brings you a sense of why what happened in the first one initially happened if you if you need that backstory because obviously the first one was scary but left a lot of unanswered questions and the two and three really kind of tied everything together and even though the first one was scary the third i think ranking the first one was scariest the third one was the second scariest, and then and the, the second, second one, one was yeah. the third one for sh- was yeah for sure. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm it's freaky a- about mirrors too. That whole bloody mirror. Nope, out. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't do anything in mirrors. No, <laughs> we don't do mm-mm, mm-mm. no bloody marys in the mirrors. No, no, absolutely. So not. let's talk about another one. Let's see, we could do. 
Oh, let's talk about taking of Deborah Logan. This this movie, I don't know if you this guys... This one was very underrated. This mm-hmm. is why we this is why we're gonna talk about more found footage, obviously, but this one we wanted to touch on because we were talking about uh found footage movies that are so underrated that I don't that I think a lot of people sleep on. They just they don't they pass it up. They're like, nah. Taking of Deborah Logan was. It was one of those movies. I was I was just kind of cruising around on Netflix. Me too. And yep. I saw that, and I watched a trailer for it, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna watch this." Fucked me up. That movie was fucking crazy, and you don't hear anybody ever talk about it Mm-mm. ever. And that's why I was like, I, on Twitter the other day, someone posted, and y'all know what I'm talking about if you've seen this movie. Someone posted the GIF of her. In the cave, basically eating this, the woman's head. Like, her whole entire mouth was just going over her head. And someone was like, what is this from? And I'm like, oh, man. And like, you guys have got to see this movie. It is basically about this woman who's getting, what is it? Is it amnesia? She's getting... Uh, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. She's an older... Her, her daughter is taking... She has Alzheimer's. And uh, her daughter's taking care of her and this documentary team, this is basically what makes it a found footage film, a documentary team who's filming about um, Alzheimer's patients uh, come to film her daughter and her taking care of her. And they basically agree to to take it on because they're getting paid money and the daughter really needs the money to help take care of her mom. Um, it really held a special place for me from the beginning because um, I previously worked as a nurse aide for an Alzheimer's unit. So that that can on a personal level be and I I even grew up with a uh longtime elderly neighbor that lived across the street from us that I unfortunately got to see the devastation of Alzheimer's take over her and her life and how it affected her family. And anybody out there that are listeners of ours that have been affected through family members by Alzheimer's and dementia, my heart absolutely goes out to you. It is a very terrible debilitating disease and it literally rips family members away from you you know you look at them you see them and they have no idea who you are after all these years and it can be so heartbreaking and anybody that is a caregiver for a family member or people out there that are nurse aides that are caregivers you you are angels on this earth i'm telling you it is the hardest job and in those people my hats my hats my hearts are to you um but that was my first thing that really attached me into watching this, that I thought, wow, how interesting to to take on a topic like that, that is so sad, that affects so many and affects their families. But then not to only start off with that, but then to flip that into, is this Alzheimer's or is this a possession? Is she, is she mentally ill? Is this, is this, or is she possessed by some type of demon that's, that's essentially taking her away? Like, that was a big one. That was a big one. That's why I feel like if you guys have not seen the taking of Deborah Logan, for the love of God, don't sleep <laughs> on this movie. Oh my God. It yeah. is phenomenal. Great acting, great storyline, grips you in from the beginning. And when you think you've got it figured out, you absolutely don't. It's got some really fucked up gory scenes in it, like the one Casper just yeah. mentioned. And then the ending is like a gut punch. I, yeah. I love any movie that's got an ending where it just twists it on you and you're left like, the fuck? what the fuck did I just watch? Like, yeah. I it's got it's an 88% on, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. On it's very high. Is it still on Netflix, no. I believe? Oh, well, no. then sorry, guys. 
You stream might be it. able to find it on... Um, stream it somewhere. I'd find say Amazon's your best bet. There you go. Find it anywhere it. you can if you haven't seen it, because it is phenomenal. That is Definitely a great one movie. of my favorites. Um, do you have a guilty pleasure found footage movie? Because I do. I know. Can and I mine guess, mine is... Can I guess what yours is? You know what mine is, because okay. you don't like it. <laughs> well, go ahead. You You say yours first. Unfriended. <laughs> um, Unfriended is one of those movies that I literally am like, I don't know what to watch. Pops and Unfriended. I, I just, okay, guys, listen, I know it's a te- very teenage angst movie. It's not the greatest movie in the world, but I fucking love it so much. And I think one of the biggest reasons is because I saw it in the theater. I've never seen a movie completely filmed on a computer screen before. That was really cool to watch. Like the entire movie is in a, is a computer screen except for the last 10 seconds. So that was cool. And if you didn't get to experience that in the movie, I can see why you're kind of like, yeah, that's kind of stupid. It was, it was really neat experiencing that. Um, the whole story behind it about how, um, this girl killed herself because she was basically this video went viral about when she was drunk. Um, and she basically is haunting the friends and you're trying to figure out who posted the video. And then you find out that her quote unquote best friend did it really shitty of her to do. So I was kind of like, you kind of deserve what's coming to you, bitch. Like, why the fuck would you do something like that? I mean, this girl had literally shit and pissed herself. She was so smashed that she was just, and she's like posting a video about calling her a whore and it's 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 a movie about bullying kind of um and the bullier gets or the bullier the bullied gets her revenge um I don't know but there's something about a sweet victory in that <laughs> for me where I'm like yeah you guys deserve what was, well not all of them not all of them deserve what was coming but oh I felt like every single one of them did guys I'm sorry it's the only reason why I didn't like this movie is that I've never wanted an entire cast of a movie to just die so bad i was like how much longer do i have to watch this before all of these shitty ass fucking people are dead you have to admit though the one blender kill was pretty sweet it was good (laughs) that one that one why i will give it up that one i was like oh that's clever quite clever so that's that's my guilty pleasure uh found footage if you haven't seen it it has a sequel called dark web a lot of people have said they liked the sequel better i personally did not um, I liked the sequel, but I thought the original was very, very good. So I like how me and Becky differ on some of these. She's like, I absolutely did not like that movie. And I'm, I'm like, like, but it's no. my fave. Sorry. Didn't like it. It's not my favorite found footage, but it's my guilty pleasure found footage. It's kind of one of those like Bride of Chucky. I'm just going to throw it in and watch it. And it's a comfort. It's a comfort movie for me. Um, I don't know if this one is necessarily a guilty pleasure, but I know it's one that gets a lot of criticism. Like, it's kind of weird that a lot of people don't like it. And I think part of the reason why people don't like it is kind of what I mentioned about what a lot of found footage movies are kind of a la Blair, which the shakiness of the camera kind of throws people off. But, um, Cloverfield, like, I know there's a lot of that in that movie, but I really enjoyed Cloverfield. It's really one of those it's one of my husband's favorites actually because anything with a monster in it he sold but uh it was I really enjoyed it I mean it's definitely one of mine like it comes on and I'm just like oh 
Cloverfield, um, even though I have the DVD. So half the time, if it's on cable, I just end up <laughs> popping the DVD in anyway. I'm like, why am I, why am I doing this to myself and brutal through cable? Just watch the DVD. It's, uh, yeah. So I don't know, but you get some of those people where they were just like, I couldn't watch it. I just couldn't focus. It was making me sick the whole time. And I mean, I get that, but that's part of the appeal with found footage movies. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to give you, I mean, if, if you're running away from a giant monster, you think you're going to have precision camera fucking work? Are you kidding me? Like, that's going to be the last you're gonna run thing so on your perfectly mind. perfectly that your Yeah, the camera's not going to shake not once. Like, no, I don't think so. Like, not going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if I had to call it a guilty pleasure, I would. But... I tell you, another one that gets a lot of criticism is As Above, So Below. And personally, I was the one, one of them. I criticized that movie at first did. too. We had to go back and watch it again yeah. to really appreciate it for what it, what it was. And again, it's just one of those that's very underrated. For all of you out there who are big video gamers, when I use this comparison, you're going to get it. It is literally Tomb Raider as a horror movie. Yeah. Because you have a girl who's wearing a braid in her hair. She's British. She's British. She's trying. Her dad's missing. She's trying to basically prove that her dad was right about something. So she has to go into these catacombs in another country and solve puzzles. If that doesn't scream Tomb Raider. And she also has stuff, supernatural stuff happen to her in the video games too sometimes. So, I mean... When I when I put that together with the movie, I was like, fuck, I love this movie. This oh, is yeah. just a horror Tomb Raider is what this is. Yeah. It took me the second time around. You mentioned that comparison, and I was like, wow. And then it was really... So if anybody is listening to this and they haven't seen it yet, keep that comparison in mind when you watch it. And I think the first time around, you'll appreciate it more. And don't don't think about the Tomb Raiders... With Angelina Jolie. Like, no offense to those Tomb Raiders, but those are not my Tomb Raiders. Really the video game. Yeah, it's the game. Yeah. It's the original PlayStation 1, Tomb Raider 1, Tomb Raider 2, Tomb Raider 3, um, Cradle of Light. Um, I mean, I could sit here and go on and on and on, but Angel of Darkness. Like, those Tomb Raider games. Those are the games that I'm talking about. But they are so spot on. It's it's literally a Tomb Raider game, especially like figuring out that the catacombs are like bringing out your biggest regrets. Like all of it was just a very Tomb Raider shot movie, and I I I very much appreciated it after that. Also glad that they lived. <laughs> well, two of them. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, most the ones that matter. <laughs> the ones that matter. The tourists. Lived. The ones that mattered. Yes, lived. So. Um, I'm trying to think. So there's, uh, there were, so we did mention that there had been, um, some found footage movies done previously to Blair Witch. Um, one in particular, cause I'm actually just bringing up a Buzzfeed article I found, uh, one in particular that I remembered that I saw later on, uh, that I wanted to specifically bring up was, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. It was a movie that came out in 1980. Um, the reason why I specifically bring up Cannibal Holocaust is because there was a, some really significant controversy with this movie. So um, the movie was so controversial that when it was seen in theaters, people thought that it was an actual snuff 
film. So there actually had to be a trial that commenced with the original director and all of the cast members because the cast members actually went into hiding, very similar to what happened with Blair Witch, so that it made the movie more believable that there really was this document, these documentarians that went over to the Amazon and got brutally murdered by this uh, cannibal tribe and all of a sudden the production company finds the footage later and releases it. Um, so that was, that. so that was one of the, there were two really big significant things with that movie. That was the one that it was people really, it's freaked them out so bad that they legitimately thought that this was a real snuff film, that people were brutally murdered. So it was brought to trial. They had to bring all of the actors out to prove that no, we're still alive. It was just a movie. Um, and then the second thing that was really significant about that movie is um, this was, Prior to any type of PETA or ethical treatment of animals, every single, there's some really horrible, horrible scenes with, with rats and turtles where they're brutally murdered in the movie. And every single violence that happens towards animals is absolutely real in that movie. And it's, it's, there's a scene with a snapping turtle. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, you guys just leave it to yourselves to see it if you want to found it. I found it on YouTube one time. I don't even know if you still can. Maybe you can stream it somewhere. Like I said, um, I think even the original footage of the movie was banned for so long that I guess whatever version that anybody can get a hold of now isn't even the original footage. So yeah, that movie was very bloody, really fucked up. And I, even now with the production of, you know, you're talking, this is 2019, that movie came out in 1980. You could watch it now and still believe like, wow, did this, was this real? Like it's really hard to differentiate the two. So yeah, that movie was, if anybody can find that, it, good luck. <laughs> good luck making it through that movie. So <laughs> that was one of those movies pretty, that was ranked it's with pretty um, brutal. a Serbian film. Yeah, it's brutal. It's, it's there's a, some, it's there's some rape to, in it and... to get through. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, definitely brutal. Um, What's another one? What's another found footage? VHS. Pretty... Yeah. So let's get in. So there. Let's that, talk that about that anthology. trilogy. So there were yeah. anthologies. Yeah. So there's a, we're big fan of, I guess it's another genre of horror that I'm a fan of is anthology, anthology. series. And VHS was one that was anthology as well as found footage. And mm -hmm. I was really impressed with those. Very impressed. The first one, especially. Oh, and everyone, uh, most people say that their favorite is either the one with the very, very, very first one. With the siren. Right. Um, oh, that was a great one. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, this is not a found footage movie, but for those of you who do not know, a full-length siren movie was made and the same girl played her. Um, and it was actually really good. So I, I highly recommend it, that. But I'm sure I will get around to seeing it at some point. That one and the one which... I understand why this is some people's favorite, but to me, personally, I feel like it was a little over the top. It was the one of the cult... Where the woman gave birth to Satan. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then he went, like, the very end, the guy wrecked the car, and then you see Satan over the car, and he goes, Bubba. <laughs> and my friend thought he said Bubba, and I can't ever stop thinking about that. Oh, he didn't say Bubba? He said, he said Papa. Oh, I thought he said Bubba. No, he said <laughs> oh, Papa. Oh, my God. Okay. No, he said Papa because he knew it was his dad. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, my God. Okay, well, then your friend wasn't the only one that didn't think all this time he was saying Bubba. 
It was hard not to. Daku was just like, I'm like, did he seriously say Bubba? My personal favorite is the zombie, the zombie one. Um, I think it's in the it's in the second one in VHS two, and it's the start of the zombie apocalypse, where the guy's got the GoPro. Oh yeah, on his on his helmet, yeah. and he literally it's literally the start of a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and that was so real to me. I just I loved that so much because that's how it would start. You're just in a forest and. These zombies are coming at you and you're like, oh my God. And then you're dead. And then you start. And then you run into a birthday party and then it just creates mass hysteria. And and then you're, yep. (laughs) Yep. Holy shit. I loved that one. That was a good one. And then the one in the first one of the couple. That one was definitely one of my personal favorites. That was one of my personal favorites by far. The couple that goes on vacation and they're in a hotel room and every night. Um, just real you weird see somebody just happening. yeah, you see somebody like taping them, and then come to find out the guy's girlfriend is actually a lesbian, and her girlfriend is the one doing it, and then she comes in and just kills the boyfriend, and they run away together. Again, I want a full length feature of that. <laughs> <laughs> we Sasuke more, sisters calling we you more out. Lesbian horror. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Lesbians who kill. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm trying to think. Are there any other? Were there any other anthology found footage? I don't think so. Holidays wasn't was Southbound. I haven't seen Southbound have personally, seen Southbound. but I have. Wait, I have seen Southbound, but that's been a long time. That is worth a watch, though. Sorry, I didn't get a chance to watch that one before we started it. But if anybody that's listening has seen Southbound, please mention it and. Uh, any of the comments um, if you have. Yeah, I don't think there's any other, like, of the two together, an anthology um, found footage. I'd like to talk about a couple that had sequels that are found footage that I felt like, um, well, one for sure, Grave Encounters. Yes! Grave Encounters too. I, guys, yes! I, okay, so first of all, <laughs> I love me Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. I, I love Ghost Adventure shows. I love them. They're, they're hilarious and frightening all at the same time. So to take like that genre and make a, make a found footage horror movie out of it was just like perfect. I mean, it just made fun of everything about those shows. And, and I started off watching it thinking it was going to be hysterical. And boy, did that movie go left to left to center quick, (laughs) scared the fuck out of me. I was like, what is going on right now? And then uh, the sequel kind of started off, I was like, nah, I didn't really know what to think. And then it really circled back around and ended with a what the fuck. So, yeah, if, you, if anybody's never seen Grave Encounters or Grave Encounters 2, don't, they, they looked, I was very skeptical hippo, like, mm, I don't know what to think about them, but both of them, I was... Especially yeah. if you're a big fan of Ghost Adventures. Oh my gosh, yeah. If it was it was a very solid please. tribute to Ghost Adventures. Oh, totally. That guy definitely reminded me a lot of Zach. Oh, we love you, Zach Baggins. Baggins, Baggins. 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 It's Baggins. It's not Baggins. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Baggins. Sorry. The only reason I know is because he says it at the beginning. My yes, name is Zach Baggins. My name is Zach Baggins. <laughs> Baggins. Not Baggins. Um, yeah, those movies were fucking incredible yeah i loved them they were great i'm a, I'm a sucker for asylum movies anyway for like especially like when ghost adventures do asylums yes i love that shit yes those are so to make a, a fake 
a fake movie about that, basically, and they die. Because that's what was so funny is, like, so they go into it like they're, like, a real ghost hunter show, but they really are bullshit. So they're they're planning on, like, they're you see them, like, paying people off to say that stuff's fake, and so you're like, oh, great, that's how this is going to start off, you know? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this place really is haunted, and this is not fake, and shit is going down all over the place, and it is just, it's so... <laughs> worth the watch by far um and he, like she said even the sequel the sequel oh good yeah too. yeah it doesn't start off as great as the first one does but really ties the stories in very well together um now another found footage movie where i thought the sequel was garbage i know what you're gonna say house is october built yep um, the first one, please oh watch it. Oh my god, guys! Now I don't personally do haunted houses. I'm I'm not a haunted house. I've had a very bad experience with a haunted house at a very young age. I had a full blown panic attack. I have colrophobia, guys. I'm deathly afraid of clowns. And uh, one of the first haunted houses I ever went into, I was nine years old. I got separated from my mom and ended up in a clown room and had a full blown panic attack. Passed out and they had to shut down the whole haunted house. So. Uh, it was so awful. she's fine. Very traumatic. So yeah, no, Sophia with haunted houses. Um, I, you know, I'm older now, so maybe at some point in my life, I probably will do. And and you know what? I take it back. I have done a couple haunted houses since. Um, I pretty much closed my eyes through the whole entire fucking thing, so I never see anything. Cause I'm chicken shit when it comes to that, and I don't like people touching me. So maybe that's another reason why I haven't done. Well, they're not else. allowed to touch. They're you. not supposed to, but they do. And uh, yeah, and I don't do. You, they you get, can create they get a lawsuit too, for that they shit. Get too close, and that's just too weird for me. But um, the so taking that into account. Um, okay, there we go. So taking into account me being freaked out by haunted houses, <laughs> this concept of. The house is October built, which is brilliant. I mean, the fact that like, and the main girl in it that doesn't even like haunted houses. I'm like, girl, I am so you. Like, why the fuck am I even here? They better be paying me a lot for this shit. Like, um, the concept of it was just brilliant. Let's go to just the freakiest haunted houses we can. Let's film it, and then they start finding about this one that's like the the most haunted one, like the most extreme. And and guys, there are some. You know, I, I think there's a... Maccabee Manor is probably yeah, the one you're thinking about. There's a documentary on Netflix. I think it still might be on Netflix where they talk about some of the most, some of the more extreme. I'm definitely... Anything that I have to sign a waiver, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> let me tell you something right now. Anything that I have to sign where you're not responsible in the event of my death, yeah, fuck you. Like, no. Maccabee Manor is like that. that. They, they... <sighs> we're not doing that. No one has ever been through that entire thing. No, no not, one has ever gotten through. You're it. not. T- I'm. I don't need to put my myself. Yeah, living life is stressful and dangerous enough that I need to put myself in that type of trauma. I'm. I'm not doing it. But uh, yeah, I. The first one, and I know Casper and I have talked about that. The first House of October Built was such a great idea. It was so original. It was so freaky. It re. It was really creepy. It was so real. Um. And then to me, it just seemed like the second one was supposed to be a buildup for the third one, but they never got funding for the third one. So the second one was just bleh. The second one was very forced. It just was so like... The ending. Yeah. The ending actually kind of ruined the first one for me. Yeah, I didn't understand what was going on. I had no idea what was going on. That girl didn't even... 
half the cast didn't even seem like they wanted to be there. Like they didn't even want to do this anymore. And well, most of the movie, they weren't even doing haunted houses. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't, (laughs) it just isn't. So basically what happened was, and you can choose to watch the second one for yourself if you want, but it's, it's bullshit. Um, the entire thing was a prank. All of it. The entire first movie and second movie was all a prank from all of the guys to the girl. And then she, like, knew about it and then ended up turning it on them. It just... I didn't appreciate it. It was was forced. It was not needed. The first one was fine on its own. Yeah. I pretend the second one doesn't even exist. I... So, I think that should segue into found footage movies that we didn't really necessarily care for. So we've talked about a lot that we liked. Um, one that I absolutely hated. And I think what pissed me off was because the, the beginning of it and the middle of it was so strong and it started off on such a good note. And then it ended just was the last exorcism. I was so disappointed. I was guys, I saw that movie when it came out in theaters, I was so excited. The concept, you know, it's this guy that's supposedly a priest and he, and he does all these fake exorcisms and he finds this case and it's going to be his last one because he doesn't want to do them anymore. And he's having this whole catharsis of faith and on what he's doing. And then come to find out this girl really is possessed. And he really doesn't know what he he obviously doesn't really know what he's doing because he's a fake. And the family starts to find out he's a fake. And he starts to feel like I really need to help this family and everything. And then the whole movie ends up just being a bunch of total shit. And she does get pregnant by the devil and she has the devil's baby. And it's this weird pink mutated thing and they throw it in the fire. And then, then the guy ends up getting, Oh my God, it's such garbage guys. I got to the end. I very audibly. So I saw the movie. I think there were maybe like four other people in the theater with me. One guy was asleep. He was snoring so loud. And I think I woke him up because I very audibly at the end of the movie went, what in the absolute fuck was that? I was so upset. I wanted to Find the director's email and tell him, dude, I've never written, directed, or done anything with the movie in my life, and I could have come up with five better endings than what you did for that movie. It was garbage. And you know what? Two days after, everywhere I read, there were so many thousands upon thousands of people that felt exactly the same way I did. They were like, what in the fuck was that ending, dude? What was that fucking ending? What did that, what, what was that? What was that? Did you just run out of ideas and just throw something together at the last fucking minute before editing? Because that's exactly, it was, I hate movies that start off so strong, so strong and then throw an ending together. I'm just like, throw the whole fucking movie away then. <laughs> By that time, what I mean, it's point? a waste. Yeah, because it's a waste of time. I hate it. It's like going to a restaurant and expecting, you've got like this expectation of like what you want your meal to be. And then you sit down and it's in front of you and you take a bite and you're like, this is fucking garbage. I expected something so much better. And that's how I felt. I hate movies like that. I was so disappointed in that movie. And they had the nerve to come out with a sequel, which I didn't even bother to see because it wasn't found footage. The sequel wasn't found footage. The girl went to college or something and she was still possessed. I'm like, bah, get out of here. Like, what are you doing, dude? (laughs) Like, just stop. Just stop it. One of the ones that come into my head, honestly, is quarantine. And the reason reason quarantine comes to mind is because REC. I need to see REC because quarantine I did not care for. Quarantine is the American version. If you guys didn't know this, quarantine is the American version of REC. Yep. 
just don't watch quarantine. <laughs> just just don't. Yeah, take it from somebody who saw REC and I have not seen it, but saw quarantine just I need to I need to see REC guys. REC basically. REC two is actually pretty decent as well. Um but I have to I have to say I think REC is one of the oh my god the cre- the creature at the end I oh shit like I this is the shit that's in nightmares <laughs> like I remember seeing that for the first time and being like what the absolute fuck like it, it was <laughs> <laughs> those it, are the best movies though aren't they it's it's such a great movie too even leading up to that it's 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 great I I have no complaints about REC at all. Um, of course you do have to have subtitles. It is not in English. Um, but quarantine, I understand that they were trying to make the same thing, but it just, it didn't work as well as REC did. So I have to say, if I had to point out one I really didn't like, it would be, it would be quarantine. It's hard, it's hard for me not to like a found footage movie or have some sort of like for it because I love the genre so much. I'm like, ooh, found footage. I'm like... I get so excited, and I know, um, I know, Kai, you're out there listening. Um, that's why we were gonna have her on this podcast because she, whenever we get together and watch horror movies, nine times out of ten, it's a found footage because we love found footage so much, and we have such an appreciation for those films, even though I get motion sick, which makes no sense. I know we were just talking about that, and that's it, the they don't why bother me. Don't though. like them, but but they don't bother me, which is yeah. weird. Not even Cloverfield, and that's nope. one that bothers a lot of people. Cloverfield didn't bother, and I am like notorious for motion sickness, and I Cloverfield didn't bother me not one bit, not one bit. Is there any found footage movies out there that you have not? Is there is they? Well, I shouldn't, shouldn't I should narrow this down. Is there a particular <laughs> found footage movie out there that you have not seen yet that you that would I want like to? to? See? Yeah. I'm sure there is. I have I have <laughs> absolutely no doubt that there is something out there that um of course I know you need to watch the Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah, I have not seen that yet. I caught bits and pieces of it. Um to me it looked very familiar to a movie that you well, I have this, but you and I have not watched it together yet. I have seen it. It's called um sorry guys, I'm I just had the title of it. The Last <laughs> Horror Movie. Um, it is, it's, it's, it's done. So the Poughkeepsie tapes are basically a serial killer taped all of his murders and captures and everything. And these are people who found the tapes later. Yes. Um, it's so made like a documentary kind of series too. The is, last, is what it is. the last horror movie is one where the guy basically films his crimes as like home movie tapes basically like i mean it's done you know similar to like henry portrait of a serial killer which wasn't necessarily found footage but it was shot in a way as if you're like following this guy through his day-to-day life and this is very much the way that the last horror movie was done and towards the end of the movie the guy, the murderer actually, and this is one of the first times I ever saw this in any movie, let alone horror, which really freaked me out, is he broke the fourth wall and he basically 
accuses the viewer of, you know, I wouldn't be doing this if you weren't watching. So obviously you want to see this because you're watching. Oh, that's fucked up. Oh my God. It's really, (laughs) it's really freaky. So that's one that you still need to see. Well, you were talking about Apollo 18. I would like to watch that. Yeah. That was another one that I felt like was very underrated. So, um, you know, guys, I know we had mentioned that, you know, we're going to have a Patreon at some point. And one thing that, you know, going back to the video games that you were talking about with Tomb Raider, there's a lot of horror video games out there that, uh, Casper will touch on because that's more of her genre. My big thing is I love conspiracy theories. There's a lot of horror conspiracy theories out there. And Apollo 18 was one that specifically touched on NASA and a supposed quote unquote missing Apollo mission that was never released by NASA because the three astronauts were mur- were killed during the mission. And it was due to the fact that there is an alien base on the dark side of the moon that they discovered and they were basically murdered by these aliens. Um, I saw it in the theaters. It really freaked me out. I'm guys, anything that's about aliens or alien abductions, the fourth kind. I know, I think we looked that up on a, that's that's technically not found footage, but scared the shit out of me either way. I don't do aliens or abductions or all of that shit really freaks me out. And there's a lot of conspiracy (laughs) theories out there with, you know, uh, recently there's been stuff in the news about China putting moon bases and exploring the dark side of the moon. And that just, I guys, I believe in aliens. I, I don't, who knows if they're friendly or not. I don't know. I don't want to get abducted and I don't want any of them coming after me anytime soon. Good, bad, friendly or unfriendly either way. It just, uh, and yeah, that movie was, again, I think it was similar to the taking of Deborah Logan where it just didn't get the appreciation that I felt like it deserved. It wasn't in theaters very long. I really didn't hear much about it afterwards, but I myself personally, and especially if you're like me and you're into any kind of sci-fi horror or NASA alien conspiracy theory shit, it like literally threw all of that into one and it just, yeah, I thought it was very well done. Really scared the shit out of me, especially if you're into that kind of concept. So that's definitely one that that you should see for sure. Um, you need to watch The Den. I need to watch The Den. Um, I need to watch Creep. Yep. The um, Den, The Den. if you haven't seen it, guys. And it's Creep on... 2. There's a sequel to Creep also. Yes, the Creep movies are f- fantastic. Um, the Den, I would just like to touch on that one for a minute. It's a, I know you don't like Unfriended, but the only reason why I say it's a cross between Unfriended and The Strangers is because a lot of it is actually filmed through a webcam. Which I've heard that, yeah. Um, So that's the kind of part that reminds me of Unfriended, but that movie is fucked up. And I can't, guys, I can't, I can't spoil her this one. Because if you know, you know the ending, and you know I can't spoil that for her. So I'm excited for her to watch that. Yay, I will watch it. <laughs> I promise, guys. Thank you for not spoiling it for me. Since no, no. Seen it. <laughs> when you haven't seen it, I can't spoil it. Okay, yeah. I appreciate it. I know there were quite a few on here we did give spoilers for, but like I said, if it's been out longer than 10 years, get into the program. <laughs> Good God. Anybody who has not seen... Blair Witch Project yet? I ugh. even guys I actually we you. barely haven't even touched on it, but the the new one, the sequel that came out In where he's Heather Witch. was basically his sister, um, and he's looking for his sister who's missing. That actually was really good. Yeah, honestly, I thought it, they they did a good job, and you actually do see the witch for a split second. She reminds me of um, you know that if you guys have seen a Quiet Place, you know what the creatures look like. 
I was like, yeah. they kind of look like a Demogorgon in the Blair Witch had a child. I thought they were aliens. Honestly, at the end of Blair Witch, I thought it was like, I was like, holy shit, are these fucking aliens? Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was really. She had very long limbs. <laughs> Again, my alien thing. Oh my God. Oh shit. Or we'll definitely do an episode about this at some point in the future. Skinwalkers, man. Can we, okay, for, for any of you who are directors or... And apparently um, there is a, there's a, I did find if there's a Skinwalker Ranch found footage movie, so... There yeah, is, and I've tried watching point. it and it never worked, so oh, I maybe need, it's not supposed I need to. to actually... Um, <laughs> maybe that was a sign? I don't know. <laughs> um, I really want to watch a movie that is found footage that is Bigfoot based. Oh, To yeah. any of you out there who are listening, who are directors short horror movie, short film directors, anything like that, please. One of two things. A Slender Man found footage movie or a Bigfoot found footage movie. And please do Slender Man correctly. <laughs> That's all I ask. <laughs> yeah, now I think technically, now I've looked up, I know there was the YouTube series. Um, oh, Are you talking about Slender Man? Yeah. You did know that there was a YouTube series about Slender Man. Right? Yeah, but I'm trying to think of what it is. Um, sorry, guys. Un <laughs> it was not obviously. Well, not for for Slender for Man, reference but... to you guys, um, there's a there's a video game called Slender: The Arrival that is filmed. The entire game is on a video camera, so that's kind of a little bit found footage for me, which I kind of that's kind of why I love that game so much. Sorry, guys. It's called Marble Hornets. It was a web series on YouTube that was inspired by the Slender Man mythos. Um, So essentially it kind of was a Slender Man movie without being a Slender Man movie. But it would be nice if it was actually an actual movie um the I best slender man well, i think they did now i'm looking i'm finding that there was always watching a marble hornet story i so. guess that would kind of be technically considered found footage now that i think about it yeah i apologize guys i forgot about always watching i've seen it and i forgot about it <laughs> shout out to i have not seen uh alexander always. breckenridge yeah in that i know movie. i have not um, seen it it's 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 actually one of the best slender man movies i've ever seen um I completely forgot that was a found footage movie. Glad but I that up. Yeah. Forget that That then. Then let's do Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, then we need a Bigfoot one. Completely for sure. forgot about always watching. Clearly it made an impression. Yeah, we could definitely... <laughs> there definitely could be a uh, a found footage movie with, with Bigfoot by far. Like, oh my God. That could really Or even the, the Yeti. Like the same... It's the same thing. And it could take on the same concept as what Blair Witch did. I mean, good God. Think about how many people were scared to death to go out in the woods after that fucking movie came out. Imagine do you do one about Bigfoot. Yeah, seriously. Because I'm all about cryptids, guys. Like... I love Bigfoot. Do one yeah. about a skinwalker, too. Yeah. This, the fucking stories that I listen to on YouTube about skinwalkers, terrifying. Oh, Absolutely yeah. terrifying. I would love a movie about skinwalkers. Oh, and I'm totally a believer in skinwalkers. Oh too. yeah, we could. Yeah, that that could. That's be a whole really other cool. podcast episode. Oh my god, guys! Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out if anybody wants to learn more about Skinwalker Ranch. Um, there is shout out to last podcast on the left. It's one of my favorite horror podcasts out there, and they did an amazing. I think it was a two or three part series quite recently, actually, just within the last couple months about Skinwalker Ranch. So. 
if anybody is unfamiliar with that story, I highly suggest looking up um, last podcast on the left. They are on CastBox like we are. So uh, they are. Yeah. So I would highly recommend looking them up and listening to them. Um, that was just such a great story. So yeah, we need a movie. There's, there's, I still there feel is like that, there that, are... that one movie, the found footage movie, if I remember it correctly, um, what I did see of it was good. I haven't seen all of it because it wasn't working. Gotcha. But But I do, I do think that there are still concepts out there that could still be made into found footage movies. Original ideas. Yeah. Stop remaking everything. Yeah. You know what would be, you know what would be really cool? A found footage movie about a regular horror icon. Like Nightmare on Elm Street, but it's found footage. That could be done. That would be interesting. If it was like Freddy was after, well, not Freddy probably because that wouldn't really work because, you know, dreams. But <laughs> maybe Michael Myers found footage. That would be interesting. Just an interesting concept. I like was just thinking like, the cam- like he has the camera? No, or? like the victims have the camera. Oh, shit. Like that no, would just be. just put like- a GoPro on Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> most boring movie ever the breathing the breathing a constant hour and a half breathing hearing him breathing through that damn mask as he's walking power mall walking through the woods after every victim that keeps tripping and falling over themselves as they're running full sprint oh my god yeah no not the not the um villain having the that is hilarious though camera funny we just took on a whole other genre of self-putting. It's like, and you're just like, today, Michael, put today. A, <laughs> put a GoPro on the killers. Oh, my God. Oh, my GoPro God. GoPro would be so funny. Chucky's would be hilarious because he's so short. It would all be shot from, like, the ankle. <laughs> Like, or just be everybody everybody's nose. Be everybody's shins looking straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna take this. Hey, we patent this. <laughs> this is our idea. Hey, hey, exactly. You heard it first on Don't Fuck with the Original. If anybody tries, villain to GoPro. This, if anybody tries to take this idea, if we find this idea out there, we see everybody like, hey. Especially got, the Chucky one, because how fucking hilarious where you got would that, that be? Idea from. Oh my. <laughs> Ooh, they have boogers. <laughs> hey, hey, you got something up there. Right I can't the reach it. Um, oh my god, <laughs> that's great. That's so That'd funny. Awesome. But no, I was saying like the actual victims had the cameras, and it was a real horror icon. That would be interesting. But <laughs> that could take on a whole new concept for that. For that. Uh, storyline obviously freddie you can't really do that because yeah. dreams like i said yeah. but you can't it would be really cool to do it like a paranormal activity thing though like if the camera was set up on the bed and you only saw what happened outside of their dream right excuse me well similar to like in the first nightmare where uh she gets thrown all over the room and you know, so the, the boyfriend nightmare would be you know, hard to do him. because you can't see him most of the time. But yeah, anyway, I thought that would be a funny concept. That would be, that would be a good concept. Yeah. Especially <laughs> Chucky oh GoPro. God, that was hilarious. <laughs> Everything shot from the shins down. Um, any other found footage ones we can think of? Gosh, guys, we named a lot of them. Um, 
Not that I can really just pinpoint, to be honest. I'm, I think I named most of my favorites. I think the only one that I want to give honorable mention to, because this sort of goes back to the, to the first, to our second podcast, when we talked about the year 1978 mm-hmm. and we switched off stories and you did the one about the Jonestown massacre was, um, did you ever see the sacrament? The one that Eli Roth did? No, I didn't. That guys, that is a great one. Kind of honorable mention. Um, it's basically the Jim Jones. It's it's Jim Jones. Sorry about the random dog dog bark, guys. Good Jesus. What my, was that? my neighbors. <laughs> Yeesh. That was um, just so funny was because like random as one fuck. bark. Woof. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but basically the sacrament is uh it's Jonestown. That's that's basically I'm gonna have it. to watch it's, that. It's basically it's it's the same story. It's basically the exact same story, and it's it's uh it was it was so well done, and one of the main reasons why I saw it um was uh, AJ Bowen is in it, and I love AJ Bowen, and I've actually met him, and the guy is awesome. He is awesome. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize, guys. Ty West actually directed it. I apologize. I thought it was Eli Roth, but no, Ty West actually uh directed the sacrament um i believe it is still on netflix but yeah it is a it's it's so worth seeing it um oh so aj bowen and joe swanberg who were both in um this wasn't found footage uh (laughs) the movie um oh boy She's struggling, guys. Yeah, I, 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 I would sorry. help her out, but she's sorry. like that movie, we're and I'm like, um. the, we're getting into the like bottom of the barrel with the end of the podcast, and then that's when my brain stops working. All of a sudden, you're next. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're next. Um, had AJ Bowen and Joe Swanberg in it, and uh, they come back uh, in 2013. So that came out in 2011, and 2013, The Sacrament came out, and they're both in it. Um, and they're both. So basically, like, A.J. Bowen plays uh, him and Joe Swanberg um, are documentary, they're documentarians, they're shooting a documentary, um, but they're making it look like they're shooting a documentary about this cult, but essentially A.J. Bowen's character is trying to get his sister out of this cult, and the cult is essentially led by this leader that is just basically Jim Jones and incarnate, and it's, it's, yeah. So, I gotta watch that, man. It's basically it's basically Jonestown in a found footage movie, and it was very well That's done. All, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch yeah, that. That it was sounds great. really, really, really good. Yeah, if it's still on Netflix, guys, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, it's on Amazon Prime too. So I'd say sure. a lot of these movies, if you can't find them on anything, you can rent them on Amazon. Yeah, a lot um, of these Amazon got, has most everything. A lot on it. of these found footage movies, guys. Some of them. Some of them you might be able to find on Netflix. Most of them you're just going to have to stream. Uh, a lot of them are just going to be really rare finds, like the Poughkeepsie tapes. And um, like I said, even some of the older ones, like Cannibal Holocaust, I had to find on YouTube. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of them that are going to be really difficult to find. You're going to have to stream them. And more than likely, the platform you're going to have to use is Amazon. But um yeah, so if there's any ones that we did not mention, guys, that maybe were your own personal favorites, um, you know, shout out to us on social media. Um, 
if there's any that we mentioned that we really enjoyed that you also enjoyed or maybe didn't enjoy and you want to say why, like, let us know too. Like, we're all about, as long as you keep it friendly and cordial and amicable, we are all about differences in opinion. We get plenty of them out there. We know that not everybody's going to agree with what we have to say, especially when it comes to different genres and horror, but that's why we like to hear what our listeners think. So please reach out to us and let us know if there's any that we left out or any that you didn't agree with or some that were like, yay, you loved it. Please let us know. Um, There is one more I would like to give a shout out to personally because the director follows me on Twitter and um, I don't want to butcher her name. Oh, yeah. How do you you pronounce her name? Um, Would you say... Aislinn? I would say Aislinn. It's A-I-S-L-I-N-N Clark. We'll yeah. say Aislinn Clark. If I'm pronouncing that, hun, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I truly apologize. Um, she is on Twitter at um, Aislinn Clark, uh, Ash Clark as well. She did a movie called The Devil's Doorway. <laughs> and I would just like to say, I don't want to give away too much of the movie because, again, Becky hasn't seen it. Um but that that movie was actually very incredible. Um, it was about... I'm sorry. I apologize right now. I'm trying to get my life together. <laughs> um, it's basically about this father, uh, these two fathers that are go from the Vatican to um, investigate reports of a miracle. There's a statue of a Virgin Mary weeping blood at a Catholic asylum. Um and they're basically trying to figure out why it's bleeding blood. Um, they're calling it a miracle, but it's not a miracle. Which you find out. But um, I, it's got a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 5.2 on IMDb. I don't agree with those scores. I think she did a phenomenal job with this movie. Um, it was one of the... It was a newer... It was such an original idea for a found footage movie, and I'm I'm all about original ideas, and I think she did a phenomenal job, and I just wanted to give her a shout-out personally because she's a sweetheart, and um, I appreciate her following me on Twitter, and I really think that her movie's awesome. You should check it out, and it's on Amazon. So That's awesome. Just wanted to give a special shout-out to her. No, that's, like, we totally did honorable mentions to ones that I have not seen at the Devil's Door yet. I can't wait to watch it, so honorable mention to them. Honorable mention to the Sacrament that... Casper hasn't seen yet, and if you guys haven't seen either one, definitely check them both out. And I plan yeah. on checking out At the Devil's Door for sure. The Devil's Doorway. Or The Devil's Doorway. Yes. Sorry, the there isn't At the Devil's Door. There's too many devils <laughs> and too many titles of too many There's just too many, many devil doors. There's just too many devil's doors. Don't open They're those doors, all the devils. Don't open those devil's doors. Praise Satan. Popping out everywhere. <laughs> So I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, this was a great one. So um, we're going to start giving all of you guys, especially for our new subscribers um, and everyone who starts subscribing, we're going to start adding all of our links and everything uh, at the end of the podcast. So you can find us on Twitter at DFWTO8811. Don't fuck with the original. You can find us on Facebook. You just search Don't Fuck With The Original. You can find us on Instagram at Don't Fuck With The Original. You can find us on Castbox or Podcast Player um, at Don't Fuck with the Original. <laughs> yep. So all of our platforms are Don't Fuck with the Original, guys. Yeah. And sure. a special shout out to Peter Gundry for the music. I've heard a lot of you say you love the outro that we've put in. 
um, that whole song, that that part of the song actually is like our favorite. Yes. So the song is Salem Secret by Peter Gentry. Please check him out on Spotify and YouTube. Um, we are both really big fans of him. Yeah, guys. And uh, and your cousin. Um, I think we have mentioned this before, but if we do have any new listeners, um, our artwork that is on um, all of our social media pages, the artwork that are on the stickers that Casper passed out at Horror Hound, as well as the shirt that Casper wore, um, all of that artwork was done by uh, my cousin Alicia. So we want to give a big thank you to her for providing that with all of our original artwork because it was such a blessing to us to have her do that. Um, she's an original artist. That is what she went to school for. She is amazingly talented and we appreciate it more than anything. So, um, yeah. Uh, thanks guys for listening. This was an awesome episode. Um, and again, uh, I know we mentioned it a little bit. Um, we're going to try to do at least one serial killer a month. Uh, last month we had Ted Bundy this month, which will be next week's episode will be about the BTK killer, Dennis Raider that I know that, um, Casper really doesn't know a whole lot about. I got to do some research guys. Um, (laughs) but his daughter just, uh, recently wrote a book about it and she's been on a lot of different talk shows like Dr. Phil and different things recently promoting the book. Um, I have not read it yet. I have seen her interviews though, her Dateline 2020 interviews. So I am going to get excerpts of the book that we'll discuss. Um, but yeah, that will be about Dennis Rader and the BTK killer. And then our, uh, like Casper mentioned, we will be bringing on a guest, our friend Mackenzie to talk about, uh, Dahmer will be our, um, next month's serial killer. So we're all going to be like talking over each other. (laughs) Oh my God, that "Ah." one is going to be an interesting one. So I'm sure most of you have a lot of Dahmer knowledge, but you're going to get them from the three biggest Dahmer fans. That's going to sound, that sounds so weird, but that sounds biggest Dahmer fans you've ever met ever. So that'll be an interesting one, but hopefully you guys stay tuned. I'm going to be, I'm really, really proud of the BTK one. It's going to be a good one. So yeah, I'm very excited to do some more research and find out more about him. I'm, yeah. I'm very She's excited. This is why I love doing this podcast. Cause I'm like, I get to research for my homework. Yay. Oh, it's so much fun. This is the best <laughs> homework ever. Serial killers. Yay. <laughs> Goes home. My roommate's like, what you doing? Oh, I'm just studying about some, you know, heads and boxes and such. <laughs> Don't look at my internet search history. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. See you next Wednesday, guys. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.